Hey guys, this is Murray Valeriano of the Road Stories Podcast. Just getting my promos out of the way while I'm waiting for the two comedians to show up. Um, follow me at Murray V on Twitter. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like a circus in your hand. Um, I got a lot of dates coming up in the summer, so check out murrayvaleriano.com. I'll be headlining the Purple Onion. I know that. Uh, uh, Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. <clears throat> uh, doing a fa- headlining the Father's Day show in La Jolla Comedy Store. So it's all, hey, why don't you buy your man a ticket to come uh, to the Father's Day at the Comedy Store? It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and write reviews, please, of the Road Stories podcast on iTunes. We got a couple of them last week after Graham Elwood's plea. Uh, I appreciate it. The metrics have already uh, escalated. I just made that sentence up. Uh, <laughs> but they really do help out. Um, so thanks a lot for listening, as always. And uh, hit me on the Facebook page and keep in touch. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon I got braces. Yeah, thanks for listening Holy to the podcast. What do you think? Shit, I always listen. I'm always three episodes, man. Boom. How do you right. feel? When did you get them? Uh, like two weeks ago. And is oh. it still too much pressure on your? Uh, no, it doesn't hurt as much right now. But uh, I did. <laughs> Can I just say this? There is nothing sexier than it to me than what I thought was an Asian schoolgirl with braces. But now that I see a 40 year old man with braces, I'm like, no, that is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, it doesn't hurt that I'm wearing Mary Janes either. So yeah, well, dude, you look good. I'm right, glad you the, dressed all up. All the this. pedophiles are just like got that reference. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know the third cop on CSI usually wore braces, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I had braces for fucking. Not, can I say that? Braces? Yeah, we're yeah, talking about it. I had it. braces for nine years. When? When you were a kid? Yeah, nine years. My, uh, this is absolutely true. My Even before my baby teeth came out, the dentist... <laughs> I can't believe my parents bought this. My dentist said, even though they're just baby teeth, uh, he still needs braces. What? You're, he's not a getting, scam artist, dude. Not getting, of course. He's a snake oil salesman. They had, they had him put him, put him on... And then, uh, of course, they straightened out, and then they fell out. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then put them back on uh, a couple of years later for six years. Did wow, he have gold six chains? Years. And then I got those. Uh, then when finally my braces were removed when I was like uh, 16, a week later I was playing basketball. I took an elbow to the face and knocked these four bottom ones out. Uh, yeah. And you went and back to the dentist. And then I had to get a bar in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was really fun. That's awesome, man. The richest like the, dentist the, in the world. <laughs> like the before and after picture was like me learning the alphabet and then drinking a beer. That's kind of. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning the road stories, everybody. I'm your host Murray Valeriano, part of All Things Comedy Network. Have you been to the All Things Comedy Network uh, site lately, Ian? You know what? If I'm not doing it every morning between 6 a.m., my day is shit. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go to the All Things Comedy Network. Check out some of the great podcasts we got going on over there. We got, uh, what do we got? We got the Dork Forest. We got Comedy Film Nerds. We got the Crab Feast. Love the Crab Feast. We got uh, your mom's house. Who's that? Christine? And Tom Segura. Okay. Husband and wife team. I, Aaron. Heavy haters. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron's doing the, the boards today. He's on the ones and ones. Um, so if the sound quality sucks, sense. why uh, is he behind that partition? Like, it just I can feels, just see his eyes. I just see his eyes. Creepy IT guy over there. That's he's weird. got braces and he's embarrassed. <laughs> so he's hiding his face. <laughs> I did my time. If the four and a half years, four and a half years. Yeah. Oh, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for under two on these. Yeah. I'm hoping for under two. You've on never these had braces. braces ever. No, no. This is your first crack. No, I'm t- like I said, my dad was a preacher. We had no money. Jesus didn't offer dental, so, <laughs> so now I have to. Now, and, by, and also, we talked about this uh, last week, um, I finally broke down and bought clippers for my hair because oh, yeah. I was tired of paying $20 every two months to get a haircut, and my wife now cuts my hair. You my mean wife like cut a, my, a trimmer? Or yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. My wife cuts my hair, and I have braces. I'm a nine-year-old. It's what, what it boils down to. What I love is how angry you're about paying twenty dollars for a haircut. That's twenty dollars. You're getting you're, you're getting older, my friend. You're just like you know what? These guys scam artists down on the corner charging twenty bucks a pop to cut hair. They don't even give me a sucker anymore afterwards. Yeah. Tell you oh. what, man. No horsey to ride on. Come on, this is bullshit. All my Where, money's going right to this Corolla payment. I can promise you that. Where did you grow up? Where you're, you're uh, as a preacher? Uh, well, it started in Tennessee, but then we. Where ended in up Tennessee? In Memphis. 
I'm, I'm from Memphis. I don't believe you. I'm not kidding. Where really? are you from in Memphis? Hold on. Let's get some introductions in here uh, real quick. Uh, so anyway, uh, Aaron's uh, running the boards today. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Aaron, what's your Twitter handle, Twitter handle in case uh, the sound sucks? At Hilarinous. At Hilarinous. Yeah. Just, uh, you can only see my that. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just tweet them about how bad that handle is also. while you're <laughs> <laughs> Spell that. H-I-L-A-A-R-O-N-O-U-S. Two A's. Two A's. Did you say two A's? Yeah, yeah, A's that's Aaron. That's how you spell Aaron. Yeah. I thought it was Airy. Sorry, not Aaron. My bad, Aaron. I apologize. I take it back. I take wow. it all back. You seem like you're really attacking him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I apologize for him, and I don't I barely know Nick. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> all right, joining us today is a, a New York transplant. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Out here lot, apparently by way of by way of Memphis, Tennessee. That's we'll right. get into that in a minute. Nick Cobb joins us on the show. <clears throat> Thanks a lot, Nick, for coming. Yeah, man. And uh, sitting in the co-host seat. The guy who, you know what, I was going to give you shit about not having anything to do every time I call you. You're like, yeah, I'll be there. But I'm going to take the high road and say thank you for coming when I need a co-host to sit That's in. Nice. Because That's you nice. always come in and fill in when I need a co-host. Ian Gatoski, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And, and to my defense, living in L.A. and shooting a podcast at noon when you're a comic isn't that hard to get to. So, you know. Uh, all right. And I enjoy your presence. Oh, thank you. Uh, even when you're even when you're moody <laughs> and you're like in Hobo Murray mode, I actually like that guy better. <laughs> oh, the guy, Hobo, Hobo Murray is my favorite person. Uh, Hobo, Mur- Hobo Murray hasn't seen the light of day in a while. He's yeah. due. He's oh, due. he's due. Can you talk? Got to unleash the beast. Tell the listeners who Hobo Murray. Okay, is. so here's who Hobo Murray is. There's times I've known Murray now for God, I give six seven years, and uh, I didn't even experience him until I moved out here. But there was a day that I, I showed up at his house. And he had about a like a four day unshaven face, and he was dressed like a Vietnam vet, right? He had a he had a shirt that said he'd served in Korea or something. <laughs> he didn't have that, but he, he had on this army jacket, and he was just in a bitter fall mood. So like, let's go get hammered, and then the entire night is just Murray just complaining about everything in L.A., <laughs> everything going on in his life, and I'm just like, this guy rocks. Hey, right? I, can't... I couldn't take him for a week, but no, no, it's one day shot. Yeah, once every one, once in a while, Murray. In it. And you forgot the pocket full of vodka bottles. Oh, little pocket. vodka bottles. What was that one where you were having the back problem? That was the best. When you uh, that and you were on like Percocet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest. Because <laughs> you're all beat to shit. You could barely move. You're even moving like a 60-year-old vet. It was amazing. <laughs> it's just like the, the whole thing came together on that one glorious day. It's like you know, people like to, some people bitch all the time. I just I shove it down and it comes out like every six months and one night. And then I get it all out and then I'm then I'm then I'm happy Murray all over again. Yeah, because my favorite thing that happened with Murray Wally was Hobo Murray. As we're driving back, he was, in, he was in his mood, and he just uh, bumps the car in front of him. I'm like, hey, hit that car. And he's just like, fuck that car. And I'm like, it's my car. It's my car. You just hit my car. <laughs> Shouldn't have parked so close, Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to the curb. <laughs> All right, so Nick Cobb's from Memphis, Tennessee. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Poplar and uh, like Poplar and Yates. Okay. You know where that is? Huh? I, I haven't gone back in... There was... My he grandfather. There's a Corky's right across the street. There's okay. Corky's right across the street. How about you? Uh, I want to say uh, Germantown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. You're probably uh, 10 minutes away. Yeah, all right. Well, not anymore. Crazy. Where'd um, you go to high school? I was in Jersey in high school, by the time I was ah. high school. But uh, I remember uh, there's a few uh, Memphis comics out here Chris Hardwick, Bob Oshak. Who else is another Memphis comic? I don't know. I don't know. Any I'm telling you I've now. I've heard of Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick, Hardwick Bob Oshak. <laughs> Take notes, Nick. <laughs> I had no idea Hardwick oh, was Memphis. Hardwick, had, his dad had the bowling, Hardwick's yeah. lanes. Had, wow. the, had the bowling Him, alley. That Chris Hardwick? Yeah, yeah. Holy mackerel. No, oh, Chris Hardwick's dad was like number, ranked what, two? Number two in the world of bowling. He's Holy in the shit. bowling hall of fame up Back in Reno. Back when they had bowling on Saturdays? Yeah, yeah, On yeah, Saturdays yeah. on TV? Well, all I know is I started, I did like three open mics. There was a loony bin there for... Okay. I don't know, maybe six months. Mm-hmm. I probably did ten open mics there, and they, the open mics there were Wednesday night on the same, like on a real show. So like Insomniac was going on. Okay, David Tell came down, and everybody's like, "The open micers got to show up tonight." <laughs> <laughs> there were there were six open micers in in Memphis, and you draw, you know, you draw straws. There were only six open micers in Memphis at the time. They're yeah, lucky. probably six. And about uh, three minutes a piece, kind of thing. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it. Uh, it folded, and I remember I went up to New York, and then I came back like three years later to do a new club that started and lasted about a year. And I went to the one 
like alt room that they had. One mm-hmm. room. There was never a room ever in Memphis ever. There was one in Tunica, Mississippi, at the casino. One. Yeah. That was an but alt that, room. That no, but that I was room say, actually, that, that wasn't all. I've done that room. That room in Tunica was so bad that they it was right outside of the buffet, right next to the buffet, and mm-hmm. it was like an all you know senior citizens kind of casino. And they would move the ropes that like the you know the lane of the buffet. They'd have the ropes. Yeah. They'd move the ropes. So that they went straight into the showroom because the old people just followed the ropes. (laughs) Instead of going to the cash register, they just took their trays straight into the showroom. Why is this waiter talking to us and not bringing us more crab legs? (laughs) Is he yelling at us with a microphone? But I went went back down to... had one in that room in uh, Memphis or whatever it was. And I did that alt room and a comic came up to me. And you know how sometimes... Like local guys, especially where you're from, will kind of give you some shit if you leave the town. Uh-huh. And so I came back, and the guy who came up to me is like, "Yeah, Memphis has a way better scene than New York does." And I'm like, "Really? Do you <laughs> do you really think that?" The scene here, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking rockabilly, right? Because that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a better rockabilly scene in Memphis. Was there? Did you know a comedian named? And this uh, this little this is a coincidence. Uh, a, is it T. R. DeGraw? I I didn't know him, but right. he did ask if I could get him coke my very my second time ever <laughs> oh, okay. doing comedy. All right. <clears throat> I was emceeing for him. I had maybe 30 seconds of material. And uh, apparently, yeah. apparently no coke either. Yeah. <laughs> no, none. More importantly, <laughs> zero cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I met him a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. Did you I, know him? I, I he was out here for a while and it was back when I was starting out and he was running the open mic at the comedy store. And I tweeted earlier this week, um, uh, something to the uh, within 140 characters. <laughs> I tweeted, uh, almost gotten uh, years ago, I almost got into a fist fight in the back, or I got into a fight in the back of the comedy store when I said, uh, Lenny Bruce wasn't funny, and it was with TR DeGraw. He really? went, he would, he like got up in my face. He's like, You don't know, he was, in-. I'm like, Hey man, I'm not saying he's not important and didn't fucking pave the way. I'm just saying, I never thought he was, was funny. funny, and like, got, we got into a big shoving fight and everything, really. And then we did Coke. Did you? <laughs> I think maybe if I, I guess. Oh, well, I hope he's alive and well in TR. If you're listening, I, I hope uh, I hope you have a twelve step. The program. only Lenny Bruce thing I ever <laughs> hey, saw. Hey, we hope you're okay, buddy. I went to Blockbuster and rented because everybody was talking about you know Lenny. Oh, Lenny Bruce. Oh, you want to be a comedian? Go watch it. And I accidentally got the the VHS or the CD of the one where he reads. I think uh, everybody gets that on accident. Yeah, I got it on accident. Where I was he reads his court it. papers. Yeah, and yeah. I was right. It's for forty five minutes. Yeah, I was just like. Is is this this is okay? So this is what I should be doing? Just going up and like reading speeding tickets and shit. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. I uh, I did the uh, did the Irvine Improv last night and it's a second gig with braces. And oh, I apologize yeah. to the front mm. row, dude. I was just projectiling spit last night. Yeah. I mean, That's awesome. It was it was so bad. If you if you guys played Irvine, it's a deep stage. I took five steps back. Like I felt it was raining, like, and I couldn't stop it, and so I felt really bad for those guys. But that's not why I'm I'm bringing that up. I'm bringing that up because <clears throat> decent crowd for a Wednesday night. The opener, funny guy, funny guy, but just the audience wasn't reacting to him. And and I'm not saying he's actually a very funny guy, but the audience wasn't reacting to him. And then the next guy went up. It took him about five minutes. It got going. I went up. I was having a great set. I don't mean to toot my own horn. I don't really talk like that very often. Um, but then halfway through a guy gets up and fucking yells, just like yells like, Oh, I don't do stuff like that. Well, I'm not fucking talking to you. Right. And he was, and he was dressed like a rock star, you know, he had like a hoodie on his head and like sunglasses on it's night, you know, and jeans. And there is two times when you can dress like a rock star, a, when you're a rock star and B, when you're a rock star, I don't want you, you like, I, I, when we moved into the house, we bought a washing machine dryer and the guy who sold us our washing machine at Sears was all tatted up. He had a gauge earring. He had yeah. uh, his band shirt on. Aren't you supposed to wear a Sears, a Sears outfit? And like, I was waiting for him to hand me a flyer and it's just don't. I'm so like, and I got in from that point on, I did 20 minutes and he chimed in at about the 12 minute part. I had to shut him down and it was awkward for the last eight minutes. Of course it was. Sure. That makes me so. What listen, was he commenting on? What do you mean? I don't do that. About what? I was talking about older brothers. He's like, I'm an older brother. I don't do that. Who well, gives not a my shit? older brother. Shut Nobody gives fuck. a fuck. You know, he wanted to be the center of attention. If you dress like that in he Orange stood County, up by the way, to say it. Yeah, yeah. Can and I... with his sunglasses on, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he have like a straw hat or anything else? Uh, he had a hood <laughs> from his hoodie. Can I throw out a theory? <laughs> yes. Because when you said what he's dressed like, and you're going rock star, I'm thinking one of those pickup artist guys. 
you know, that mm-hmm. dress all crazy. You ever like seen like the imposter? No, the guys, yeah, the imposter, the guy called Mystery, where he they just dress like total assholes, so they stick out, and they, a lot of it's like very rock. Are you and talking roll-ish. about wrestlers? What are you doing? No, like the guys that are into like picking up broads, like trying to get girls right away. And dude, you got to get into this scene. It's amazing. Well, <laughs> yeah. not, you're, not personally. Say, yeah, let me run by my not wife. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a great scene. But <laughs> these guys are all about making scenes and doing outlandish shit to get attention drawn to them. There's a guy named Mystery that made like millions of dollars being an asshole. Really? Yeah, but he dresses like that. Like he wears like a slash hat, but it's like, think slash hat, but like Muppets, right? It's furry. And he puts on like black eyeliner makeup and he dresses and he like he's in like a, like a bad, like if there was a rock, yeah, a puppet. And if he had like, he, he dresses like if he was in a rock band, but also his side job was magician oh you know right so that's what hit me it's a theory it's just a theory all right i don't know it's not okay it's not a good one all right dress like I'll that the at the irvine improv just walking like if people know like if you walk to the irvine improv which you have to do through the outdoor mall and you're dressed like that you're gonna stick out right there so it's yeah. actually not that bad of a theory it, I mean, it's all like kids running around. I feel like it's like an outdoor Ikea there. You except know? for when you're going into a club, comedy club. And this is Irvine Improv. For those of you who don't know, it's way Donald Trump, yeah. Republican. Huge. They want to make America white, great again. Super white. They have a Ferris wheel in their mall. They do. They have a lot of money down there. Hell yeah. They have a lot of money down there. And it's there. such a deep room. It's like, yeah. I feel like it's, it's like a seat's almost mile. 500. Yeah. Yeah. Just deep. And it's a deep stage. Deep. That, that's why I had to back How off. How deep was the crowd? Uh, we probably had about 150. Yeah, 150. It's a good Wednesday. It's good for a Wednesday, but at 500, when it seats 500, it's, it's still good. You know, it's, it's so funny. You have, uh, you have different, I guess different levels of comedians have different justifications for the size of the audience or, or different goals. Mm. Because whenever I, especially if I headline there, I just want to make it past the first section of people. Hmm. If I make it into the second tier, I feel like a success. You know, then you got people, you know, like. Big but, names who are like, oh, I got to make it to the fifth tier. Steve-O would have been disappointed with that show. Yeah, Steve-O. He wouldn't even have broken up the ladder for that <laughs> many people. I'm not stapling my ball to my leg for <laughs> less than 200. The rest of those booths are filled. <laughs> what, I wasn't I headlining anyway. I would have had more people. I what, what I don't understand <laughs> is, it's like, okay, if you dress somebody down, you said you're 12 minutes into 20-minute act, <clears throat> and the, it's weird afterwards. I almost want to say to the rest of the crowd, okay, did you want me to just continue to let that guy keep talking? Right. Is that what you wanted? Right. Like, you got to pick a side here. Well, I just, I made fun of him. I shut him down. I made fun of him. And then I moved on. And then he tried to say something else. And then I just ignored him and, and mowed over him. And then it was, then he shut up. But then it was still, it was awkward. And I was so pissed because my favorite joke, he interrupted, one of my favorite jokes is about older brothers right now. And he interrupted it. And then naturally the flow was gone, so the laugh didn't get, it got maybe a third of what it would normally get. Yeah, and Because the whole build up to it has just been depleted. So, listen, I know people who listen to my show go to comedy and love comedy. I'm not talking to you. If you just happen to be listening to this in a car with somebody who's never gone to a comedy club, shut up. Just, just yeah. be quiet when you're in the comedy. Laugh, laugh. If, 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 if a comedian engages you, answer. But that's but don't yell out, laugh. We all want to be there to have a good time, and then we can talk. I always hang out and talk after the show. You can come. You can tell me all the comments you want about my set anytime. I had the exact the same situation this weekend, Saturday. And night again, I'm not show. talking to my listeners. I know my listeners know what the fuck. Know what? Yeah, know what's up. They know what time it is. You guys know what's up, right? Yeah. Like, there's anybody out there right now? Like, fuck this guy. I know. I don't even think. Nope. To me. I forgot to tell <laughs> Nick. I, nobody listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> there were this like uh, recorded <laughs> this weekend. I was in Houston, and the stage was not unlike this table. Like, if I were standing here, and then they had, you know, how at the very, very end of the stage, sometimes they'll have five or six people, and they'll have like the drinks on the stage. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had that, and the other shows that weekend, the people who had sat there, they either sat there and they were very cool. Or nobody sat there, mm-hmm. which is either one is fine. Don't sit there. Totally fine. Then, of course, Saturday Night Light Show, biggest fucking bow hump right here, right in front of me. And he 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 had heckled through the, like, even the intros to really? the MC. Oh. Everything. No one did shit all the way up until I go up. And I saw him stomp on the features, like, closer and all that stuff. And he also, it wasn't so much him as it was, like, his wife and her friends who were just talking to each other about, hey, can you get the, can I have the cherry from your drink? Give me the cherry from your drink. Just about six of them. And I dealt with it for playfully for probably 25 or 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's really exhausting. 
because I hate crowd work. And you're only supposed to do 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and they got mad at me for blowing the light that long. <laughs> and it wasn't until, I, I was even actively asking the club to kick them out and nothing. It wasn't until they bought me a drink and I took the drink and gave it to another like person in uh -huh. the audience that they were like, fuck you, you're rude. And then they walked. But they didn't walk until it was 43 minutes into a 45-minute set. Jeez. And that's when they walked. Man. I just don't get it. But for that, like, but for that period of time between like them like passing out and that their walking moment, like 15 minutes, I had the same point as you. Like where they stopped talking, ruining the show, I was doing material, but it was awkward. Yeah. It was awkward until they left. Because then it's just people looking at those people or or your guy or right, your right. motorcyclist hoodie like imposter. Rock star. Unabomber guy. <laughs> Just waiting for them to do something. Yeah, Unabomber rocks are. Who, yeah. by the way, got booted during the headliner? I forgot that part. I, I forgot. Who he was that one? Um, I forget his name. I forget his name. But uh, I'll tell you this, though. There, uh, at the Irvine Improv, the stage goes up to the shoulders mm -hmm. of the people when you're sitting down. And so people okay. sit with their arms on the stage. And this woman, and again, I never talk like this, was literally slapping the stage. She was laughing so hard during my set. Literally laughing and crying <laughs> And then when I was outside selling my CD, just right by me, didn't even make eye contact. I'm like, at least say hi. At least say hi. Take a card. Take a card. Come back and see me. No. Right out. Yeah. Do you think maybe it's like, do you think there's some sort of like they get off on like, you know, it's almost like the, the walk of shame, you know, like when you go and you sleep with somebody and you don't even want to look at them afterwards. Maybe ah. like, maybe you took her to such a height uh, comedically. That uh, she came a little bit. Yeah, you can, call, you, just, you can call me mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing your own thing on stage, and she's like, "I got to get out of here because I feel ashamed." Right. You bring it down. in the dumper all the time. What is you? What What is wrong with you? This yeah. is a family. This is a family show. <laughs> is it a family show? Nick was going to bring his kid today. I was really looking forward to that. Well, I know Nick kind of keeps it clean, and I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna Are you a clean a comic, bit. Nick? I don't. know. I've been accused of that, but you know, like. <laughs> So, I wouldn't, would you say that I am? Would you say I'm a clean? I'd say you're clean. You, like when, you, when you do a dirty joke, it just doesn't seem right coming out of you. Because it's just like you, Nick looks like a guy that grew up in a gated community and just played tennis his entire yeah, life. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, it's even Murray's, like, yeah, Murray's yeah. just like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, looking, I'm seeing <laughs> it now. You're He's the one who grew up in Germantown, huh, <laughs> Well, Wait, that was completely different. That was, that was <laughs> where I don't, it, I might not be in Germantown. I just know last time I went to Memphis and my dad showed me our first house. I was like, Ooh, it's <laughs> Memphis has gone downhill. Am I right or am I right? Really? I mean, I haven't lived there in 15 years. I don't know. Well, well last to, time I went down there, it was a huge downer. Yeah. <laughs> I used to tour downer. there all the time, and yeah, it's a dump. Where yeah. did you perform? What do you mean you toured there? there it's not like, where? Tunica. But I'd always go I'd oh. go to Memphis every day. You go to Tunica. You tour in Tunica. I, I, used tunica I used to do Tunica twice a year. <laughs> 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 you guys can love my career, man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I used to do the worst gigs ever. Oh. Ever. Wait, Ever was Tunica the Isle of Capri? Was, it was all of them. Was that the, had the, one? the riverboat? No, they had one in a in a in what seemed to be like a corn silo at Bally's. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> yes, Bally. Yes. That's yes. okay. That is the one I was talking about where they led the senior citizens. Yes, in there. From yes. The, yes, the blue yes. hair, the blue hair buses. They yeah. push them into that. The cotton heads. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. There's a couple of them that I used to do it there. I think there's a Harris out there I used to do. Mm -hmm. what, where, where was the Isle? Of, I think it was the Isle of Capri. It was on a riverboat. I don't remember. But it was that. docked. I guess they get they get around the gambling laws by putting a casino on yeah. the boat. R right, 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 right. And yeah. then you would go on there and a riverboat is the size of a boat. So, yeah, like, like a boat. So they're like all crammed in the bow to do a show. I'm assuming that's the front nose of we a We turn this tugboat into a huge blackjack station. <laughs> yeah. Blackjack station. Pull into the blackjack station. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> feels like splitting up some aces. <laughs> <laughs> Give you an idea of the crowds down there. My grandmother before she died and my grandfather used to drive, drive from Memphis to Tunica to play the penny slots. it will give you an idea of the clientele and the audience uh, you play for in that, <laughs> oh, in that yeah. situation. The drive all the way to Tunica to play the penny slots. Yeah, that was some of the roughest. I was doing that and I can remember doing um, Biloxi a lot. Uh, and that oh, was right. Biloxi, really? Biloxi was so bad that even they had a stage manager there. And I remember I took the microphone and I, I was, at the time I was doing some hack shit joke and I hit my head with the microphone. In Biloxi? What? In Biloxi. <laughs> yeah. And the the stage manager turns on her mic and over the loud mic I hear, don't do that. It's like <laughs> during my set, during my set. <laughs> Dude, I used to do so many casinos. I was thinking of this. If, do you guys have any stories of... Wait, wait, oh, hang on. Let me just... Oh, go ahead. So you used to do an hour in yeah. Tunica. 
Yeah, sure. That is oh, brutal. Man. Oh, and can I God. tell you something? That 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 room, is a lifetime in Tunica. And in this room, I it was Imperial Palace. It was massive. Ma I'm talking 600 seater. And if there was ever a night that there was over 50 people, you could call me a liar. All right. <laughs> okay, hold on. Here we go. So last year, I'm at uh, I'm in Laughlin, Nevada. <laughs> and, uh, uh, at the Edgewater? Edgewater. Edgewater right? Oh, yeah. I picked up a fallout there next week. Good. It should be fine. But <laughs> you weren't doing it on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh. Uh, oh, right. yeah. I did. On, if you remember, the, uh, the Edgewater is right next to the sports book. Or the, the, I'm sorry, the comedy club is right next okay. to the sports book. Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday Perfect. in Seattle and New England. And they do a show and they start the show mid-fourth quarter. And that was a really good Super Bowl. Yeah. And they started that show. And I was like, hey, guys, can we push it back or push it up? Or can we just fucking cancel the whole show? Right. Because it seats probably 200. Seven people were there. <laughs> and they all sat in the back. And 15 minutes in, right after the football game ended, a really drunk, pissed off uh, uh, Seahawks fan came in. She just screamed for good, I don't know, 45 minutes. You know how good casinos are at kicking out people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're great at kicking, kicking out, out good humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just, they just, they don't see people. They just see dollar bills walking and they don't want to kick them out. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I will, I will say this. And I think I've said this recently because it's my all time favorite thing I have ever heard when I was on the road. It happened at the Edgewater Casino. Uh, and I know I've told this a thousand times, but I don't care. It's my favorite thing ever. Uh, the best thing I ever heard, I, I, I get off stage, I call my wife, I call my wife after every set, I go outside and it's right on the river. So yeah. I go outside, I lean up against the, I lean up against <laughs> the, the fence, river there, looking yeah. at the beautiful river and here comes a group of people walking out behind me and one of the guys is holding his face and he goes, I don't care if you don't like the casino, just tell me next time, don't punch me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Class. Uh, I'll be there next weekend. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, being the stay-at-home dad for the next two months of really like, I've taken some of the crappiest local gigs. I, How do you I like it? What? Are you, are you loving it or hating it? What's going on? Uh, it's a drag to get to. Like it's yeah. hard to, it's hard motivate. to motivate. Like I did a local one Monday night and I was just, I was not feeling it. Where? So, uh, I don't want to say because she's a nice person who books it. So it's, yeah. it was a local bar here in town. And I texted her, as the show started at 8, I texted her at like 6.30. And it's in Santa Monica. It's five minutes from my house. I'm like, uh, I got my braces adjusted and my face really hurts, so I'm not going to make it tonight. And she's like, you asshole, I had five comics cancel on me tonight. And I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, I'll go. So I went there. What she didn't tell me was she also had 30 audience members cancel. There were four <laughs> fucking people in the audience. <laughs> and she bitched at me and made me come. I was so pissed. I'm like, you dragged me out. For it. And so I just yelled at her for 10 minutes from stage and went home. <laughs> I don't understand why people are so against calling shows. I don't. Why? 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 With four people. No one wants it to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not good for anybody for that show to happen. There is a, I forget which club it is, but if there is less than 15 people in the audience, they will refund their money and give them free tickets for next week. Well, and, I know it's not the, the Edgewater and Laugh one. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I can show her. <laughs> they won't. I mean, like, the. and I love the improv in Las Vegas. They will not. They will He's like, I, I asked Carl, the manager, I'm like, have you ever pulled a show for lack of audience? He's like, never. There wow. could be four people in there. They're doing a show. Yeah. I did a show there, I think, with eight with eight mm -hmm. people there. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. I've never, you know, I've never had that small of a, a crowd there. Knock on wood, I'll be there in June. But I will say this, and I've said this before. I did a show for eight people one time, and the people came up and said that that was their favorite show they've ever been to because they felt like they were part yeah. of something it's happening. It's intimate. They felt like they were seeing something that they never see. And that changed my attitude on. But on, that had to have been a small room. Like you can get away with it with eight people in a small room, but in a huge. No, I would say it seats at least one fifty, if not two hundred. Okay, but at Irvine, if there are no, eight oh. people at Irvine, you can't do it. Eight people at Irvine, you can't even see them. Yeah, like I, I always hate when they have eight people in the audience and they seat them in the back. Like at yeah, least put them up. Back. At least <laughs> put them up front. You know, I got. <laughs> 30 rows of chairs I got to speak Well, over. they have iPads, and by the time you want that glow, that close to the stage. I've done two people in Valdosta, Georgia. Two. Yeah. I, I told them, like, hey, I called the, the booker. I'm like, hey, it's two people here. They're like, unless you want to get paid, you go do that fucking show. I'm like, all right. I got a couple, right? It's like a guy in room. I'm like, where are you guys from, you know? And it was funny because I just played around with them for my time. Then I watched the headliner just go. He was like an old school dude, been doing it since like 82. Right. He just went right into his eye. <laughs> 
and it was like a really cheesy. He had suspenders. You would snap them all the time. <laughs> so people just like, what is this guy doing right now? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's kind of fun to watch because this is meant to ensue laughter where it's just now become this awesome sideshow. Oh, yeah, man. it was brutal. Have you ever watched, I watched, there's a, a comic I know who is so high energy and so <laughs> mugging to the audience. And it's uncomfortable to watch when he's having a good set, but it's way uncomfortable when nobody is feeling him. And, and doesn't change at all. Still high energy, still... Cruise ship act kind of thing. Yeah, but this is like this is like cruise ship on crack, man. This is this guy, and it's just... And I was out with him, doing a show with him, and he was just getting no response, and it was just painful. Just painful. To see those guys do an alt room, it's the one time that I'm actually happy that alt comedy exists. Because <laughs> they yeah. just... That, I uh, I did when I was in New York. I did a, a college in nor- the northern tip of Idaho, right? And it took me actually two days to get there. The airport, by the way, it's Lewiston, Idaho. It's it only has one. Is a college? Yeah, it only has one in gate. Idaho. Yeah, obviously community. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm shitting Lewis. on Idaho for no reason. Yeah, fuck I'm, you, Idaho, and your community college. Lewis Clark. <laughs> that's what it was. It was, it was. But the airport only had one gate, and it doubled as the post office. Like that's the kind of. Like town of really? Town. So wow. I went out there. So the theater, I mean, generally colleges, like gorgeous theaters or whatnot. But seats about 300. About six people showed up, and they sat in the back. And halfway through my act, a guy came in and started painting the wall. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> some people are in the crowd being like, wow, this guy's next level. This guy's doing some right, right. This, guy's, this, this guy's doing shit. some avant-garde shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is some really artsy shit this guy's doing. <laughs> Either that or uh, your act was like watching paint dry. Yeah. <laughs> people just started like, hey, I'm going to look at that wall. No, a buddy of mine did a college, and, uh, and they're notorious for never calling shows, too. And so he goes, and it's like, again, gorgeous auditorium. supposed to start at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. No one's in there except for like the two people who booked him. And they're like, okay, well, you better get on stage. He's like, what are you talking about? There's nobody in here. And, he, and they're like, okay, we'll give you five minutes. Five minutes later, nobody comes in. And he's like, okay, guys, I'm going to go. And they're like, no, if you want to get paid, you got to go up there. It says two to three. We've already given you seven minutes. So Wait, he I'm just confused. Takes, I'm sorry. Say that yeah, again. I, I dropped out. The, so the contract said two to three. You got to be performing from two to three two o'clock. Two o'clock to three o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. And he's like, what are you talking There's nobody here. 300 people, 300 seats. No one's here. And they're like, you can't get paid unless you do two to three o'clock. Literally nobody's there. No one. No one except for the person who booked him. And so he literally just grabbed the mic, walked up on stage, sat, and just continued to argue with the person <laughs> for the other 53 minutes. And That's then they awesome. paid him. <laughs> they paid two grand, though, to just sit and argue with a, you know, some fucking like 21-year-old, some lonely 21-year-old chick in the back of a room is kind of fun. Even, even <laughs> better was uh, the story I heard about a comic who went down to University of Tennessee Chattanooga, which I had actually just done, huge, gorgeous auditorium, and they pack it. I go down there. Two weeks later, he goes down there. And it was a bitch to get to from New York because you had to fly into uh, Nashville and drive. Gets How there, far is that drive? Oh, Chattanooga? Two, two and, and a half hours, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, he goes, he, he gets there just in time. They call his name. He goes out and he's like, and he's a guy who's been doing it 25 years. He's phenomenal. They don't let him get it through his, through his first joke before. It's just a hail of booze. Real? And yeah, heckling and all that stuff. And he's like, all right, guys, here's my contract. It says I have to be on stage from seven to eight. It does not say I have to perform. And then he just puts the contract to the side, goes off to the side of the stage, gets a paper, sits on a stool, and just read the paper for an hour. Really? To himself. Wow. What what joke ensued a room full of people booing? No, Boy, it Chattanooga was, they were booing sucks, when he walked it? out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know why it didn't oh, go well. Oh. So the other, wait, was he just alone? Was it just a one person? Just a one person thing. For an hour, he just sat there at that's what I hate. Paper. That's what I hate about colleges. The one man show. I like somebody up there to to eat the booze first. You know, yeah, man. Joke on ten minutes <laughs> until you get up there. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Have you guys ever had a moment where it's almost became one of the worst experiences of your of your comedy career, where it got close? Yes. Oh yeah. no, I've had two. Many. Yeah, two. <laughs> no, I've had two that were actually the worst. Oh, that were the worst. One beat one. I had the worst, and then I had another one. Really? Yeah, it made me get out of comedy for like five years. No shit. Yeah. That bad? What were they? 
Well, the last one that made me get out of comedy was uh, I was just first of all I was super frustrated with comedy. You know, getting started. You at, wait, you. <laughs> getting, <laughs> you're always frustrated with comedy, brother. <laughs> From the times I've talked to you at the promenade, I'm, I always want to come back and give you a frozen yogurt. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, man. So, how long were you in comedy at this point? Oh, I don't know, some years, a few years, or whatever. A couple, three, four years. Now. Anyway, I, I was just eating it so bad. I was eating it so bad, and. I got the light and I'm like, I'm not getting off without a light, without a joke. And they just hated me so much. And the comic and the comic in the back just finally said, dude, you got the light. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with all this. And I walked out and I don't think I stopped on stage again for like four years. Wow. Where were you? Here. Yeah. At a club oh, here. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was, I was really frustrated with it because when you get started in Los Angeles, it's not about being a good comedian. It's about being seen and, and blowing up. And I was, that was the time when they were still given development deals. And so all of a sudden I always wanted to be a comedian, but now I'm here. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not trying to be a comedian. I'm trying to get a development deal. And then no wonder I didn't get one. I sucked. So, <laughs> so I was focusing on the wrong thing. I got really frustrated, got out of it. And then when I came back, yeah, I've been having the time of my life, man. I love every minute of it now. Yeah. Not every minute. When I, uh, I had one of those, I was about four years in. I think that's a hard time. And, uh, four years in. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I think that's where the, that's the make or break point. That's where yeah, if you're in, you're in, you're, you're out. So that's, I, that's where you're like, all right, I'm done talking about popcorn getting stuck in my teeth. And now I'm, but now but I have that, to start writing real stuff. Yeah. You know? And other people are way better at talking about real stuff than you at four yeah, years. Yeah. But America's got talent shot me an email and I had never been on TV and I was like, I don't know, man. My friend's like, nah, maybe something good will happen with it. And this is before comics ever did America's Got Talent, uh -huh. right? So <clears throat> after work, I w drove up to LAX, flew out, took the red eye. I uh, was in LA and call, uh, woke up really early, called in sick from my job at, uh, in New York, and immediately went to the, I don't know, the filming. I mean, I, this was a case where like every, every comic has, has walked on stage and known it was going to suck. Like from the moment you walked on stage, this was a case where I walked into the green room and knew it was going to suck. <laughs> oh man. Because it wasn't, no one was like, the only other comic was an eight year old kid who did Rodney Dangerfield's act. This <laughs> awesome. is America's Got Talent. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. His dad is bragging. I'm opening for him next week. I'm not talking about <laughs> At the Edgewater. So yeah, there were like two people dressed as goats. There was like, like flame swallowers, all that. It was like circus. You know, yeah. that's what America's Got Talent is. So I waited there for 16 hours. And then I go out to the whole time. I'm like, this is going to Because it's 3,000 people who were just paid to be there. Right, I right. think it was, I think the other acts were coming back being like, it's all Puerto Ricans. They're all Puerto Ricans out there. So I go out. <laughs> but not saying it racially, like it's just a bunch of room it's full of Puerto Ricans. It's like how my dad is at Target. He's like, there are a lot of Mexicans here. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just pointing just, it out. Just, not just, making just an observation. Yeah, just, just an, an observation, observation, not racist so, at all. So I walk out and America's got talent. You walk out to thunderous applause and then they stop you where... And then they ask you a bunch of questions, and mm -hmm. then they're like, okay, carry on with your act. Which would be fine if you're playing the guitar or something, but if yeah, you're a exactly. comic, it sucks. Because they're like, they want to instill, they want to make sure that everyone knows that that is not what you do full-time. They're like, okay, so what do you really do? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you're a receptionist at a non-profit? Mm -hmm. How sad. <laughs> okay, what, do you have any siblings? <laughs> okay, how sad. Oh, no. Now, can you start performing? And that's where you go. And so I started getting booed about, I don't know. 10 seconds later. Really? And they booed and did the wave at the same time. It was a really weird <laughs> thing. Awesome. Those Puerto Ricans, man, they can coordinate. <laughs> Fucking Puerto Ricans, man. They so, know how to boo. <laughs> they know how to boo. So I'm going to do a little, uh, we're going we're gonna to backtrack. Now, some information you need now, right, mm -hmm. uh, is that uh, early, before I even left, I talked to one of my friends who had done Last Comic Standing, hadn't had a good show, and she's like, the worst thing you can do is go off on the judges. Don't go off on the judges because they'll just make you look like a fool and put it in the show. I'm like, all right. She goes, if things go sour, just be vanilla. Be really, really boring, which mm -hmm. isn't hard for me. So <laughs> fast forward. The guy before me uh, on America's Got Talent was called Prince. He looked like Fat Prince, and mm -hmm. he had half of his teeth, meaning like one half the like, left side? Like the left side. Okay. For style? Right side. Or <laughs> just because or that's just how, chewed on that that's right how they side. grew in. Because the <laughs> dentist didn't think to give him braces at six years old. So <laughs> he goes out, bombs, and he screams at the judges. Okay. So I'm like, oh shit. So I go out, bomb, getting like rain, just hails of booze and waves, and people were lighting. Like they, they were giving me, they were flashing their lighters like they wanted me to do an encore while they were booing me at the same <laughs> time. That's I can see how that can yeah. be confusing. 
So then, uh, whatever. You want to hear the B-side shit right now. I got it. I got it. <laughs> then the judges, whatever, said what they were going to say. And it was, we're walking out, one of the PAs, like, dude, you'd really help me a lot if you just looked really, really despondent walking down the hall. Look like your career's over. Because that'd be some really good stuff. I'm like, all right, man, I'll do that. And he's like, okay, action. And I skipped down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then three months later, I'm helping my buddy move. He's got the TV on. This is absolutely true. He turns on the TV, and I see Fat Prince mm -hmm. performing and yelling at the judges. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to be next. And I'm not on. And I called my friend immediately. I was like, thank you for telling me. For sure. Oh, yeah. In the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Good but call. that would have been, just like you were saying, that would have been it. No, oh, that would have been, been done. The, they would have been, been done. It. Well, I mean... All right, here's here's my all right, here's my two thing. Here's my problem with America's Got Talent and stand up. If Wendy Lehman didn't win, then it's a wrong place for stand up. If Wendy Lehman didn't fucking win that and she yeah, didn't, who's completely built for that with her yeah. delivery, she can throw you 80 jokes in those 3 minutes. And she's amazing and she's a great comedian and she's been Real a headliner crafty. forever and if she didn't win, nobody's got a fucking chance to win that. Mm -hmm. Now having said that, it is not a competition for stand-ups as far as I'm concerned because you win, don't you win a residency in Vegas? Yeah, for a year. Yeah. The only way you're getting a residency in Vegas is if you're Carrot Top, George Wallace, your top-line comedians. Nobody else is going to go to a comedian they never heard of in, as in a big MGM Grand or whatever. You know what I mean? It's got to yeah. be Spade. It's got to be those guys. You don't think if you if Liebman won that, that that would have been good enough for a smaller room in Vegas? A smaller room, yeah. Small. Well, how big is the room? Like, like, let's say five hundred seater. Oh, when, look, Wendy can. Wendy sells out all over the all over the country. Is what I'm saying. I'm saying if she didn't win it, there's no way yeah. you and I yeah. are going to win it, and there's no way well, we're going to fill. Come see Ian Gatoski, three hundred sixty-five <laughs> nights a year. <laughs> <laughs> he's angry, folks, and he's looking for a fight. He's at a tugboat <laughs> blackjack station. He's at a tugboat back. Well, no, but they, what they do is it's like Drew is Drew Thomas, the kid that stutters. Oh no, Drew. He was on the show recently yeah, on my yeah, show. Yeah, 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 no, you're talking about Drew. He was American. He's got talent, right? Yeah, Drew Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Drew, sorry, Drew Lynch, who, uh, incredible writer. I, I, I'm, not really bagging writer. On, I'm not bagging on him at all, but it's because he has that affliction that endears him to the country and allows him to move on. You take his joke writing without, I mean, it doesn't move like it does. Same mm -hmm. thing with the kid that got second place a couple years ago. I forget his name. But it's the same thing. They're like, oh, Taylor, Taylor Williams. Taylor oh, yeah, Williams. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. he's so adorable. He's so cute. They're not grasping to the comedy at all. They're grasping to what they're what they're seeing in front of them. You know, like that's because you just like, there's been plenty of great comics that go up and give it a shot and right. they get shot down. It's like, fuck this, but man. There, that's a great comic you're just shitting but on. But there's also a story now. Now my TV uh, writer and producer steps into the seat. Um, it's also what story you got. Drew's got yeah. a great, great story. And not listen, Drew kills. I'm not shitting oh, on yeah. him as a comedian. And I had him on the show and you just forget about his stutter. Like I thought for sure I was going to have problems talking to him. You forget about his stutter. So Drew has a great story. Um, you know, somebody like, Taylor had that uh, had that thing going with uh, with Heidi, had that rapport going with Heidi. So yeah. people loved that. So he kept that going. And at, you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. if you get somebody like Wendy, I don't know what story she was presenting there, and I don't know what story. Uh, what's his face? Joe out of New York. He he was on it. What's it? I don't know. Uh, DeRosa? No, not DeRosa. Joe. Not DeRosa. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be great. <laughs> on America's Got Talent. <laughs> but I, I, I applaud Wendy Liebman for that. I didn't watch any of her uh -huh. sets on that. But for someone to just be like, I'm a comic. Here's my material. I'm just going to perform. No bullshit. Yeah. And that's, I no, and that's that great. I mean, I, yeah. I'm respecting that also. I'm just saying how that show works. Yeah. They, you, need, yeah. you need a story. They want the story. They want a story. They want an arc. Yeah, you know they want to be. Oh, they want to rock. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. They want an eight-year-old kid that does Dangerfield jokes. That's what oh, I tell you. I'm doing all right oh, now, I but last you, week I, I was you. really feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone down the Rodney Dangerfield hole, rabbit hole on YouTube many, many times, yeah, and that so dude was fucking funny. He's and he beast. was boom, 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 boom. Every fourth one didn't land, but it didn't, didn't matter because the matter. next one was right there and land. And you do an hour. Yeah. An hour of setup punch, setup punch, setup punch, setup punch, setup punch. 
That's yeah. amazing. I still quote, like one of my favorite jokes of all time is one of his where he's just like, oh, my wife's so dumb. I thought you she's so dumb. And he was like, oh, how dumb is she? It takes her an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> and when you're 12, that's the greatest joke ever written to you. You know? Even to this day, I'm like, I still quote that joke where it's just like, I got the only, my wife's a bad cook, I tell you. I got the only dog that begs for Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> like that shit's gold, man. Like it's still, it still rocks. That was yeah. the thing about it. I go, you want to know a great comic? Listen to his shit 20 years after and see if it's still relevant or if you can still laugh at mm-hmm. it, you know? Because, I mean, that's how I always grade, like, great comics. Where I'm just like, yeah, this special, I remember watching when I was 16, it was great. Now I'm like, man, this is, like, it was like, I went back, and it's not, I think Eddie was always one of the greats, but when I went back and watched Raw, and he must have said fag about 600 times in that special, it becomes unwatchable. It, his, his, op- I forget which special it is, but the track... Number one track is, is called, called Faggot. This <laughs> CD, it is called the CD Faggot. that I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. How yeah. is that? <laughs> what do you want to call track one, Eddie? Uh, what's it about? Well, you say the word faggot about 600 times. Yeah, yeah it's good. Run with that. Faggots. Good. People love it. Yeah. <laughs> Put an S on it to make it so that people know it's coming at them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's true, man. Uh, so you guys used to tour a lot together, didn't you? Me and Nick. No, we've, no, got a few, we, we've got a few we've done a road few things. Rooms. What do you mean, no? Kind of. When kind I said, of. hey, should I get Ian on there? You're like, yeah, we used to tour a lot. No, no, we've done, done, so, shows, we've done, done some shows. Stuff. We've like done some shows. Like San Diego together. We we mixed it up down in San Diego. By the way, Diego. have you ever done talk shows uh, and sat on the couch and talked to the host? <laughs> yeah, you're terrible at it. So you guys toured together. Nah. <laughs> no, not really. No. So Nick, I have a baby. That's more of an adoption. Just like, we're going to something else. Jesus Christ. No wonder your dentist gave you braces because talking to you is like pulling teeth, man. Come on. No, we do. We did. Uh, we did a like show that though. Ventura. We did remember that show. That was the one I had in mind when I literally thought of you. Was that shitty Ventura? Shitty. I shouldn't say shitty. She's a very nice person. That wine bar. Remember that wine bar Ventura wine show? Bar. And they would have people who they keep the doors open, and so they'd ha- kind of drive by hecklers. Remember that? <laughs> How do I not remember that? I've got so many bad shows in my fucking mind. I got Ventura, like on Ventura, in Ventura. No, Harper? in Ventura. In the uh, like in, in the Ventura, Ventura in the Cove in the in the boat section in the harbor or is that out in the city no 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 no. it was out in the city yeah really in fact there are a bunch of shows in that area but yeah it was a little bitty coffee and wine bar and they'd leave the doors open and people would sit at the bus stop and watch you it's a bench and then you try, and it was like, if a motor, like a motorcycle went by, nobody was hearing a fucking thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of them there. And it was, yeah, that was an awful, because I went to open for you, and I'm just like, uh, I can't, I can't do this room again. Does man. anybody have change for the bus so I can walk out of here? <laughs> <laughs> you could not not address it when someone drove by or somebody rode their bike by and be like, you suck. Like they <laughs> like, gotta say something, gotta do yeah. it. Yeah, there's, I don't know, every time I do, because I just did like New Hall and stuff, whenever I do shows here, it just seems like... What's New Hall? It's yeah, that's like, what I was that's about like, to say. It's like, it's like by, is it Venture? I think it's by Venture. I don't know where New Hall is. Wait, what? It's out by Valencia. It's out by Valencia? Valencia? Yeah, by Six Flags. New is, Hall? Is that where New it is? Hall, yeah, yeah, New Hall? Yeah. It's not JR's next to the, uh, next to the, uh, no, I mean, Marine it, Calendars. No, not the next Calendars. to, in the Marine Calendars. In the Marine Calendars. No, this was in yeah. a pizzeria where Daddy likes to do his have best you, work. Have you done that? Have you gotten? <laughs> I love that place. Have you done it and gotten paid in pie? <clears throat> yes, here's what I do. Uh, here's what I learned. You get, all right, so you get paid, and then you have your choice of a full pie, because <laughs> it's a Marie Calendars, yeah, no, or dinner, yeah. or dinner. So what I used to do is I used to get the pie and bring it home and say, I'm going to give it to my babysitter and then just finger, finger spoon it all the way home. My babysitter never saw it because I ate the whole thing on the way home. Best apple pie ever. Uh, but now I get the dinner and a piece of pie. I wish oh, you and would a piece still. Of pie. Yeah. That's the other option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you would eat that pie like that with your fingers and then give it to your babysitter afterwards <laughs> and be like, "I've just been fingering at it all night, so just eat around it, eat around it. You'll it be fine." Like a pie from American Pie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling. I had all intentions to give it to my babysitter because I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know. Weird about weight and eating sugar and shit, and so I'm like, nope. I'm like, oh, just try a little just bit, try, and boom. Just I'm halfway down the five, I'm just <laughs> no spoon or fork, man. I got a beach towel from surfing tucked in my shirt. So <laughs> are you serious? You tucked in a t- another shirt inside of your shirt. I didn't want to get to it, make on, it as a on, bib? My sh- on my show yeah, shirt. A bib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like oh, four amazing. show shirts, so and that's it. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about shows that never. I got to tell this story. I was working at a casino in Milwaukee. 
And um, I do my show at 8. It's a good paying gig, Potawatomi, double level. Like, they have a lot of big names that come to the room, but they do comedy firsthand, and then they have the big show. I get all done with my show. I'm back at my room. They call me. They go, Ian, we got an emergency. We got you. You got to do a show at 10. I'm like, I, that's well, an emergency. I, and yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what the emergency was. So I get there and I'm like, well, what the go? we're going to pay you the same, which was a really, really good paying gig. I'm like, all right. So I get there. They sit down. The room is packed with people and they go, okay, here's the situation. Uh, Rick Springfield isn't, uh, isn't here. So we're going to have you go out and do stand up comedy. Was he supposed to be there? Yeah. It okay. was his show at 10. How much time were you supposed to do? A full fucking show. A full, Rick, Spring- a full Rick, Rick Springfield show, like an hour and a half. <laughs> a, full, a full comedy show that would fill up a Rick Springfield show. Wow. And it is nothing, like the, the youngest, hippest person in that room was about 55 years old. And I'm just like, they're going to mass, like they're, they paid good money to come see Rick Springfield. And you're going to fucking throw good me out there? Good money to see Rick Springfield? They paid yeah. money. They paid money. But it's not like Vegas prices, but like from <laughs> right. Milwaukee, I'm sure 50 bucks is a lot of money. For, 50 so, bucks to Springfield? Springfield? Dude, to see your Jesse's girl? I bet yeah. you, yeah. Dude, Jesse girl? Like, dude, he sold out. He was there for two weeks and sold out every show. Really? No bullshit, dude. That guy banks. Rick I only thought Pat Francis was the, uh, was the only Rick Springfield Please tell me fan. that halfway through your set, he inter- like Rick Springfield walked on well, to do no. a duo. Like a dude, dude do a duet with you. All right, yeah, I'm totally missing the point here. I'm going to go on, continue. <laughs> no, so it was, no, it's the greatest thing. It's the, So it's, you're, so Rick Springfield is is supposed to perform. He's, He's not. Perform. They call He's Ian Gattasi. They go, Ian, you're our guy. <laughs> <laughs> get down here we know if there's a magic man that's gonna make this be okay I'm like this is not gonna and I'm like they're producers they don't have like they had just started comedy and I'm like they don't understand that this isn't gonna work and the producers in the back like get whatever you want Ian we'll take care of you I'm like you gotta understand I go when I go out there I'm gonna get massacred I right, go, these right. people want nothing to do with me they don't know who I am they've never heard of me they're here to sit, hear this this dude sing Jesse's girl over and over again and I go it's gonna be fucking awful so the MC's about to go out, right? The guy that starts the show. And uh, they go, okay, what do you want me to say? I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter, okay? <laughs> Just tell everybody. Are you ready you- for the guy you came here for? <laughs> well, he's not here. I was just like, just, just, you know, say that I'm a Rick Springfield fan or something, right? And I swear to God, like, I'm sitting in the back and I'm like, I'm ready to throw up because I know exactly how this is going to go. And the doors blow open. And there, in all his glory, just glowing, is a fucking handsome Rick Springfield. Whoa. And they just grab me. They're like, all right. They go, we're just going to hold this off. The MC's going to do some time up front until Rick gets his shit together. And I mean, I have never been closer to shitting my pants. Because that was like, I've been through a lot of rough things where people are like, okay, Ian, you know, there's only like four people that are drunk. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'll just go do it. You know, I don't care. Yeah, sure. That was one moment in my career where I would just like legitimately with everything in my heart, I knew that I have to spend 45 minutes with people that would would rather see me just fucking mauled on that stage by something. You got bailed out. I got yeah. bailed out by like Rick Springfield now. I went out and bought his CD right away because I'm like, you saved, <laughs> you my, saved my life. life you buddy. saved my life. Still get paid? Uh, they bought me a steak and lobster dinner. <laughs> hey, Which, man. Fuck that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on his resume, opened for Rick Springfield. <laughs> yeah. Almost open. Yeah. So I, I got to tell this. I went to uh, do a club. I'm not going to mention the name. But at the club, they let anyone MC. Anyone MC. Anyone Huge mistake. So they would My say, listeners know I so? fucking hate that. <laughs> so they yeah, would say, I don't mean any level comic. I mean anyone. Oh, yeah. Hate so it. There'd so be a, there'd be someone in the crowd from the previous week, and they put a business card in. They'd be like, hey, Sammy, do you want to come out MC? He'd just go up, do one minute, and be like, hey, I just started a brewery across the street. Come by and get a drink. Okay, here's your feature, or whatever <laughs> the fuck it's called. Nick Cobb. So uh, so I go there, and uh, and I come. Friday night shows were two of those kind of guys. Saturday night, I come in. They're like, we got a real comic for you. I'm like, Right. Even if he does five minutes of shit, I don't care. Just something. Yeah. And so it's this guy who's in a wheelchair, full on wheelchair, right? Full on. So they this huge room, and they built this humongous ramp. It must have been forty feet long, right, off the side of the stage. Whatever. So he goes up there, and it's electric wheelchair, so you hear it going up there. Mm-hmm. You hear the whirling. So he goes up, tells some like ten minutes of jokes. About five minutes in, they're kind of done with it because they're mostly internet jokes. Whatever. So he says, "Okay, everybody." What's Nick an co- internet joke? <laughs> no, seriously. Is that like a street it's joke? Street joke, yeah. Street that, joke. That's calling, I was just thinking about Is that what that we're now. calling street jokes now? Internet jokes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I was just thinking about That's when he said point. that. I'm just like, wow, we now call um, street jokes internet jokes. Yes. Sorry, I guys. basically took the, you printed it off. Sure, sure. Gotcha. Added it. So uh, he introduces me, and so I walk up the ramp, and by the time I get up to the top, pause was done. Mm-hmm. But he had to maneuver himself <laughs> 
<laughs> off of the stage onto the ramp. And so he was exactly, he was and then by the time the pause was over, he wasn't even onto the ramp yet. And so I had to be like, hey, keep it going for him, guys. Come on, seriously, you know. He just hit so his they, exit. Come on, so people. They gave, they gave it up for him again. And, bzzz, and then you heard the first wheels dropping onto the ramp. A pause ended. And then you just heard, bzzz, boom, boom, bzzz. And I'm like, guys, come on, seriously. That was not enough of a pause. Bzzz. And then by that time, they, they, they don't even applaud for that long. But you just hear, you, I look over and he's got 30 more feet. <laughs> And so I had to ask them to applaud again. I was like, guys, you're just not giving it up enough for them. <laughs> and so they give it up Brave again. Bzzz, and I'm clapping. And then they stop clapping and I keep clapping <laughs> until I hear the tires hit the floor. But then he has to wrap all the way around. And I had to ask them to applaud a fifth time Whoa. for him until he got out the door. That's awesome. Jeez. That's, yes. You know what I call that? Really quick thinking on your feet. That's really, <laughs> you really moved and uh, I, got, I, how did the set go? I did. It, you got the light right after the guy got to yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah. I, I did three minutes of asking them to applaud. I did. <laughs> wow. I yeah. to, this is how much of an asshole I am and I try not to be an asshole. Last night, the first guy out of the show and I have my merch table set up was a gentleman, a large gentleman in a wheelchair and he stopped to tell me how funny I was, and I was greatly appreciative. But then people start, and he kept talking, and then people oh, started. The then people started filing out, and they're walking around him and not coming by. And the whole time right. I'm thinking is like, move, 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 and he just sat there, kept talking, move, move, move. <laughs> that boy, just he just throw a around. t-shirt on his I, lap. Just wheel it around. <laughs> That's why we you throw it a hand because he's in a he's in a, 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 a rascal, you know. So it's not yeah. so it's taken up. That's a small car. You could Uber in that thing. Yeah. You know, and he's taking up my whole merch And you table. see people walking behind him like, okay, we'll just get a CD next time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're funny. We'll talk to you next time. I'm like, oh, they're good. Yeah. There. I'll sure. tell you, the, here's counting. the move. Here's yeah. the move. The move's always this. When he's talking, you just start shaking. Go to shake your, go to shake his hand. And when you shake his hand, it always gives him a moment because they have to like kind of coordinate and stuff and they'll always stop talking for one that split second. Well, hey, thanks. I'm really glad you appreciate uh, the, the time here. I got a bit of a line going. That's what I've always, that's what I've oh, always okay. done. Yeah, it works really well. I just go and move in for the handshake if it goes too long be like hey really thanks here's a card right, right, right here's a card so you're throwing shit at him you're throwing hands <laughs> and stuff and you try to confuse him you try to confuse mm -hmm. him for a moment because that'll break their fucking monologue up for long enough for you to get in there and so get out of the situation you're talking about confusing the handicapped and no this, like, is yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is everybody yeah this is everybody this is not everybody no, no but, I love, but uh, listen I'm, I love talking to people after the show and everything but so you do know, I. just keep that's part of the show think of it that way yeah, and I they also know. have to understand, too, like, look, man, there's obviously other people involved in this situation, too, that want to come talk. You can't monopolize somebody's time like that. You got to, there's 30, 45 seconds, like, hey, I got a quick story. I'm like, God damn it, I hope it's quick. Yeah. Because yeah. those are always the ones when they come up, like, you know that story that you told? And I'm like, oh, here, now I got to hear yours. Right, right. You know I mean? And I'm just like, which I don't mind as long as, you know, if I've got a line of people wanting to like buy shit or something, I'm like, you got to. They're holding gotta, a shirt the whole time they're telling the story. And they're in a story, they're like, you know what? I don't think this would be right for me. And then they put the, it down. <laughs> <laughs> what blend is this? Shut up and leave. <laughs> That's why it's good about getting the pictures after. Like pictures, you know, will go after the thing that we get all the conversation over there. The other thing I, I do too is like uh, I'll bring my wife with me. She's awesome at it, you know? Oh, that's why, I, yeah, I had a comic stand out with me just to kind of, hey, just stand out. He's like, why, were you afraid to be alone? I'm like, no, I need you to be a fucking buffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta be able I'll to buy you a idea. drink, dude. I'll buy you a drink. Just stand yeah. there. What are you gonna do? You're gonna sit in the back and eat a burger? Just stand there with me. Or even ask the guy, be like, if there's somebody behind, like, hey, do you want, you know, what do you, would you like? You want, are you looking for a shirt or something like that? So my wife is all on that game like crazy. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's like, what do you need? You, you want, want a shirt or something? Like, Ian's finishing up, da 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 da. Man, it's just like, and we work at, we work at like, uh, how long you been married? Man, a few weeks, three years. Yeah, yeah. I'm 10 in. She doesn't even come to shows anymore. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, <laughs> my wife doesn't come to shows in eight years. My wife, last... last was the last show? Last, last show, I'll tell you last show, when I recorded my CD almost a year... No, a little over a year ago. was okay. the last show she came out to. Oh, but, it, I, but I also don't ask her to. You know what I mean? Like, no. Why are you going to come? What are you going to say? Like, I got this really, really important show at... Uh, Henry O'Sullivan's down the street. Yeah. Do you mind coming? <laughs> this is the tent I'm working with that uh, is going to go on late night, so I just need you to make notes at the back of the room. She's just like, I'm going to stay home and just Netflix right. and I, Oh, my God. My wife taking notes would just be like, yeah. she's actually really good about bouncing jokes off of because if they land with her, they're solid. 
Like, I know I got a winner. So she's a harsher critic? Yeah, I think my wife, so. My wife loves to talk about, like, why don't you talk about how happy our marriage is? I'm like, because that's, it's difficult to make that work. Right. Being up there like, hey, anybody else totally happy in their marriage and completely in love and knows that content. someone thinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really content and just wanting to get home right now because I know I am. Right. <laughs> and plus, my wife likes fart jokes and poop jokes, believe really? it or not. Yeah, she's a well-educated woman, very successful. Goes for the farts. One well-executed fart joke and she'll fall in love with you. Can I tell you the favorite fart joke that I heard last Friday that was a complete, that had the worst openers of my fucking lifetime in front of me when I was at that New Hall gig. They were awful and they were bragging was about Aaron it. Was right Aaron at the there. New Hall gig? Why did you <laughs> point at Aaron when you said New Hall? <laughs> no, because he's the one that helped me out with the New Hall thing okay. where it was. And, oh, we never uh, got to that story. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I had this, I had these guys and they were just bombing. Everybody was just bombing. There was like 14 people. They're all older. So I'm like, all right, I can handle this. This, this is, is the pizza place, right? This is the pizza place. Yeah, joke. okay. They're just terrible comedians. And uh, this one guy goes up and he's just doing like the most hack shit. Like, I'll tell you why they, you know, uh, in and out, man. He goes, they're literal with that shit. You eat it, it comes right out. And I'm just like, oh, this is it. And then he tells, tries to tell this joke and I've never laughed so hard. Or he goes, he was trying to say, have you ever sat on the toilet so long your legs went numb? Mm-hmm. And that was his joke, by the way. But what he said, <laughs> that confused the fucking crowd completely, <laughs> was, have you ever been on the toilet so long? Your legs got wet. <laughs> I'm like, fucking what? And everybody in the crowd's like, no, no. <laughs> that crowd rattled all those guys. You've been confusing so much. the toilet and the sink the whole <laughs> yeah, time. Your legs get wet. I'm like, can I just, like, my first thing is like, please explain this. Like, how did this go down? Because I want to know how your legs got wet sitting on the toilet he, too long. Did he correct himself? Yeah. And then he tried to correct me. He goes, Tell your legs go numb. So, like, he, it and was. And then was he also, got the big laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that the laugh it deserves. Yeah. The uproarious <laughs> applause came. Oh, man. That, I was just in the back of the room, just angry. Like, just <laughs> let me get on stage. Just, let me and like the girl books is very very funny she's really funny a young girl and she's like look ian it's a pizza place there's like only 14 i'm just like you have to understand this is the first 10 years of my career it's doing places that are exactly i go i'll be fine i know what i'm yeah. doing yeah everything's gonna go i got okay. this yeah everything's gonna go okay i love it when brand new comics are like i just tired of performing for eight people i just i'm tired of them. i'm like that is comedy dude That's yeah yeah 99 of comedy uh, why well, the, the one kid that came and sat down he's like man i killed i killed two sh- two shows in a row i killed two shows in a row now this happens and I'm just like that's the thing I go but you didn't kill tonight Johnny yeah you didn't kill tonight <laughs> is that wet ass guy yeah no no wet legs let's get the joke wet right. legs yeah wet legs <laughs> you ever sit on toilet so long your legs get wet what fucking <laughs> what so it's going on a bumper sticker it's my favorite thing yeah it's I, my favorite I love thing those ever. comics who are like just balls to the wall like you ever been in this situation and you're and then everybody's like this and, and you're like no, no I've never been in that situation and then now and then you're like this and you're like no you ever nope. been in the middle of a spelling bee you're 20 years old than everybody else and you shit your pants because they give you the word cat and you realize you're illiterate like, like no, no one has and then we've all been there when none of us have you're the only my, one my Zero favorite people. is shows like that when there are five or six people and people uh, comic goes up there like he's at the Apollo like like it's a sold out like he's sold out Dodger Stadium like he's puffy he goes out he's like what's up LA I'm like we're in your fucking living room we're in your living room that's your uncle there's your mom <laughs> and they haven't figured out at that point yet, which it's fine when you're a young comic, you haven't figured out that when you, you're like, I'm just going to kill him with with energy. I'm like, when you got a small crowd and you try to kill him with energy, you make them feel so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Word. Are we talking about this? Were we talking about on mic? I forget. The guy, was that today? Was that, were we talking about the high energy it? guy who just died? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was on the show? Yeah. Did we talk about that earlier? Yeah, the guy who was, I love to see in front of all crowds because the guy who's like, oh, right, right. high energy on crack. Right, right. Cruise ship act. Yeah, yeah. yeah the cruise ship is dead horrible. That's what we call a bookender. We'll end it on that. <laughs> Did we talk about that earlier? <laughs> Did we? Fuck, this is what, oh, this is what I get for recording at 10 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Jesus, like 10 a.m. Why am I up? All right, I got to go. We have uh, uh, wild animals at my kid's preschool. I'm going to go see. Nice. I'm going to go really? see. And I talked to wild the, animals. That's what, what I said. I'm like, what kind of animals are they having? It's a and fucking she's surprise. Like, she's like, it's Africa animals. Oh. I said, really? And she said, yeah, Africa, and air quoted it. Like, oh. <laughs> no, you ship you ship him in from Anaheim? <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you trying to sell my kid? This is a squirrel. What? <laughs> from Africa. This is a rat. Our janitor has a trap in his backyard, <laughs> and we just pet whatever he brings in. <laughs>
<laughs> we, painted, we painted stripes on a cat. We're calling yeah. it a zebra. Here's, here's my there are own. four. They don't know. <laughs> here's my own dog. <laughs> Zebras have claws. They do now, Johnny. Let's <laughs> go see what kind of fucking petting zoo they're trying to pull off at my kid's preschool right now. <laughs> How old is your kid? How old do kids have to be in preschool? How old? Uh, he's four now, so right, I gotta get start, on that. he started at two and a half because he was advanced. Yeah, he's also six foot eight. That's true. He's a big dude. Just never. I just expect to have him just like because I always think I'm like because he looks like a man. Like I walk in, I see Frank, and I'm like, oh, I want to have like a like just like a a man to man with him. But I'm like, oh, that's right, you're four. But he looks like he looks like he has a job. I I say that every time I'm on the show. I'm like, he looks like he's a construction worker. The tattoo doesn't help. Yeah, (laughs) and (laughs) a teardrop. Yeah, the teardrop. Yeah, yeah, the the mustache (laughs) and the teardrop. Like when they had a few GI Joes. Yeah. Oh, oh, it happened. It happened. It finally happened. When I had no, I will pass. Great advice given to me by Jake Johansson. I will pass on to you, Nick Cobb, who has a newborn. How old is she? We just talked about I love Jake, Jake Johansson. We were just talking to him about okay. on the way up. Yeah, Jake's a good friend, good friend of the show. Six month old. You have a six month old. Mm-hmm. Jake has a daughter who's older than my son. He gave me the great advice: when they get into preschool, do not tell anybody you're a comedian, because they will want you to host fundraisers. Mm. for the show or, or even have shows. So Jake's been doing a yearly show for his kids' preschool and the kid's out of school for like, out of preschool for like six Fucking years. Brutal. Still, Still doing it. Still doing it. And it finally, it word got out because he'd been there for two years so it's like it kind of leaked out but then finally I got asked to host did. to host the the big fundraiser for the year. Thank God you're at the I'm edge on water. the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the yeah. edge water. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kind of got a big show at the edge yeah, water. Yeah, it's right beside the river. And so. I think it's pretty safe to say that no matter when they asked me that, I would be on the road. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry, oh. be in, uh, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a half hour from now. Oh, I got a show in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't yeah. be talking to you. Yeah, I I'm busy. Go. Well, I got to get on the 405 right yeah, now. Yeah. I got to get to Dallas and do. Uh, how is the joke joint in Houston? I, I got a friend down there. Who counts me to come down there? How was it? Was it the joke joint? Yeah, that's where I was in Houston. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It, we might edit this out. You can tell me. <laughs> uh, can we edit this out? Because yeah. he's a friend of mine that runs that room and I do it as well. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the first. So it's great. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three shows were great. The fourth show was the one I was talking about. Oh, okay. it, was, it was like six people right up front and they just. Like some clubs, it's like, hey, man, if you would just take 10 minutes to police the room, your mm-hmm. club would go from this level to this level. Right. That's all you need. Just 10 minutes. And they just simply fucking refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. And that is what it is. Yeah. Well, I will say again, that guy got kicked out last night. That's why the improvs are some of the best clubs, man. They police yeah. the room. Well, didn't I tell you? Did I tell you that story when I came back from Houston where I had that racist dude in front of me telling like racist shitty jokes? Oh, yeah. You told that story on here. Yeah. 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 yeah that's Houston. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a clientele. Can you be go one, one way or the other? All yeah. right. Good to know. Yeah. Who books that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, Nick Cobby and Gatoski, thanks for coming out today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Uh, at Marie V on Twitter, thanks for listening. Uh, hey, come go see these guys when they come to your town. They're very funny. Thanks a lot. Peace. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. <laughs> Drunks in the front making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.